Hey, hey, Super Gluer. Welcome back to the Super Glue Podcast. I'm your host, Meredith McNerney. And if you're like me, you are the super glue to so many. This is your time to sit back and relax a little bit, share in a morning prayer, and be ready to choose calm today. So today, my friends, we're going to be talking about building trust, especially when trust has been broken, and talk about some of the ways that we can recover when we've been hurt and we feel that hurt deep within us, we know that trusting again can be incredibly hard. And there are some ways we can go about it to ensure that we are being wise in our decision to trust again, but also allowing ourselves to really heal. So, hey, this is your time. I hope that you will take some time for yourself to engage in deep reflection and then go out and enjoy your day with a little newfound freedom or tip or strategy or something to think about. So I'm recovering from a little... I guess we'll call it an allergy attack. I don't know what it is, but I think lots of people are having this. So feel a little stuffy in my nose this morning. I got my coffee up here. I'm running a little behind on getting this show out to you. I apologize, but it's been a really good week since uh, our last show. I wanted to share with you that I had an opportunity to do some traveling, to go to a couple of different school districts, and um, just it's it's really so cool to be able to go different places and and um, also just understand that no matter where I am, the same kind of things are coming up for teachers everywhere. So to all my teachers out there, let me just say it is the end of the year. It is getting close. You can do it. Don't give up yet. You are almost there. And I appreciate everything that you are doing for our students out there everywhere. Because it seems like no matter where I go, people are ready for a break and they're re- they're done. They're absolutely done. So as we get into today's topic, I want to just invite you to think about the importance of trust in your life and how it helps to keep you in a place of feeling calm because trust and calm certainly do go hand in hand. And, you know, we know that in, in times in life, uh, people hurt us and, you know, we see that um, and whether that is something in our past that we haven't really unraveled or something we know that hurt us and we have really begun to look at it and it continues to be emotionally painful or comes up again at different times in our lives, being emotionally hurt can be a much greater letdown than being physically hurt. And if we have trusted someone and they let us down and they fail us emotionally, it can take a really, really long time to trust again and to heal. So I want to talk about some strategies or things to think about with regard to trust. And I want to begin with some brain science that I learned this week as I was prepping for another session and being out uh, working with schools. So I am um, actually going to go do a little career day event. I'm actually really excited about it, y'all. I At first I was like, oh gosh, you know, um, I don't know what I would say for career day, but I decided I'm going to go and teach the kids a little brain science. I'm going to teach them about their brains and emotions. And one of the things that came up in the research isn't anything new, but it was a new way of looking at it. And it helped me to think about uh, this strategy in terms of trusting again. So I wanted to share it with you this morning. So uh, when we think about being upset or we think about being let down or we think about being emotionally overwhelmed and we're ruminating and living with those thoughts in our minds, we can use a strategy called name it to tame it. Now you've probably heard me talk about the emotions wheel before, or you've seen the emotions wheel yourself where you simply have kids 
name the emotion that they're feeling. So in this moment, I'm feeling shame or in this moment, I'm feeling embarrassed. Or when I think back to what happened to me, I'm feeling upset or I'm feeling angry. And the idea with name it to tame it is that literally by naming the emotion that we're feeling allows neurotransmitters to be released. It's like these neurotransmitters literally squirt down into our prefrontal cortex. They're they're sending a sensation as we are naming our emotion. And those neurotransmitters are beginning the process of calming us back down. Now, it doesn't work immediately and it's not meant to shove emotions away. It's not to say that, you know, if you are naming an emotion, then now we're going to bury it or it goes away very quickly. That's not how it works. But when we name it, literally these neurotransmitters, if you can imagine them in your prefrontal cortex that right, you know, touch the forehead of your brain and you'll, you'll be in that area. That's the area that helps us to regulate emotions. And we activate these neurotransmitters that come down and start to activate the prefrontal cortex versus keeping you stuck in the limbic system, where is, which is where your emotions resonate and you, you know, can be ruminating. So just simply naming it and saying, you know, this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling shame about it. I'm feeling anger about it. I'm feeling embarrassment about it. And I think the best way to do this is talking to God and letting him know these are the feelings I'm feeling, Lord. And I want to turn these feelings over to you. I want to learn to trust again. I want to let it go. And as I'm naming these feelings, I'm able to release it to God. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. And I think this is a really cool bit of science to understand the connection between science and faith that literally God set up our brains to allow us in communion with him, in conversation, using our words to activate a part of our brain that helps to keep us safe and regulated. It's the most fascinating, beautiful thing. And so going to God and saying, you know, I know that I'm struggling and having trust again is really hard, but I'm going to trust because I trust with you. And I know you, Lord, have my back. And it doesn't mean that I don't have these feelings. It doesn't mean that I'm not struggling with these feelings, but I know that you know what's best for me. And I truly want to embrace those feelings. And I think the good news about this is that we can share the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything that we're feeling in between by talking to God directly as our friend without any type of worry about being vulnerable. If you are willing and and you feel comfortable, it's also important to connect with another human. As humans, sometimes we tend to believe that we're taking too much of a risk by putting ourselves out there. And that's actually not true. The opposite is true. If we put ourselves out there and we talk to someone and we let them know how we're really feeling, we take down those protective walls that oftentimes we built and we are then able to speak openly with freedom about how we're feeling and allowing ourselves to really name our emotions and then really, really allowing ourselves to release more of the neurotransmitters to wake up that part of our brain that helps us to feel regulated. And when we do this, we can learn to trust ourselves again, which is a really important part of trust, y'all, because when we feel like someone else has let us down, our instinct is also to think that we did something wrong. Oh my gosh, I feel like I have like some kind of guilty syndrome in me or something. I don't even know what the term is. I don't have a good word for it or vocabulary. 
But I do that sometimes. Like I, I put blame on myself. And then when I step back, I'm like, honestly, you know, I can own my mistakes and I can say, I'm sorry when there are times that I need to, but this isn't something that I did. And so I have to, you know, work on that with myself. And I think I've, I've gotten a lot better of just paying attention to myself and my own actions and really rebuilding myself. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, when trust is broken, that I never have a role in it. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. There are times, but I think just going back to your instincts and realizing that sometimes your first thought is to also blame yourself. But when you break it down logically and you say logically though, you know, logically, um, what was my role in this? Sometimes we find that we are being harder on ourselves than we need to be. Ultimately, choosing to forgive is a really important part of healing. Remember that, you know, you were courageous when you opened yourself up to another person and you let yourself be vulnerable with that other person. And then you trusted them and then they hurt you. And so we know that you now hold on to that pain. And so you may not feel like forgiveness is in your path or it's something that you can't do. But in order to oftentimes forgive yourself, we have to forgive that other person. And we know that with scripture tells us that. And, you know, sometimes that takes time. We need time to grieve before we can get into forgiveness. And and sometimes we have to go through the anger stage and we have to go through, you know, all of the different feelings that we're going to feel when trust is broken. But ultimately, if we continue to hold on to it, we continue to relive the pain over and over and over again. So at the end of the day, super glowers, I ask you to keep your expectations high. That means that you will surround yourself with people who you trust, people who can help you heal. And you know, if you get into a conversation with someone and you're getting vulnerable and you're opening up and you're not getting that sense of comfort and safety, keep your expectations high. You don't have to share with everyone and not everyone is going to be worthy of helping you to heal, but there will be people that help you to leave the past behind or help you to think about all of the future possibilities, help you to tell your story in a way that makes you feel like you feel a sense of release and you experience freedom from the heartbreak because of being around with that person. Because ultimately God gives us other people so that we can heal. In the end, the best way to heal a wound is through a side-by-side relationship. And our first and most important relationship can be with God because God loves you and he will show you that you can trust him. And that if you talk to him about your feelings and the circumstances that you're dealing with, the good, the bad, the ugly through prayer, he will be there for you first, getting to know yourself, connecting with yourself, sending all of those neurotransmitters to your prefrontal cortex and knowing that God's help and the help of the people that he puts in your life, that side-by-side relationships are so powerful through the Lord. Then we begin to trust again and we start the healing process. Hey, super gluer, let's get ready for a morning prayer. Father God, thank you so much for just the way that you have designed our brains. Oh my goodness, Lord. It is so fascinating to me the intricacies of who we are as humans, what sets us apart as humans that allows us to live with, deal with, wrestle with our emotions, but come to you as emotional beings for healing, for support, for love, for care. And thank you for being all of that to all of us. 
I ask every super gluer here to open up their hearts and when they feel that trust has been broken, to get the support that they need, to turn to you, Lord, to talk to a friend, to name their emotions, to be honest about how they're feeling in a safe space so that they can begin the healing process. I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Super Gluer, get out there and choose calm today. Bye.